podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, you, you know what's lovelier than me uh, is being uh, being mentioned on SportsCenter. I it's think true. that that is probably uh, more lovely. And also, having a tweet with, whatever, 4,000 retweets at this point, the, the, the tweet that came to life. It, it did on its own. It did. It, it came to life. It's been a crazy week. I don't think I tweeted that out until after the show last week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I am fortunate that I tweeted that out, and then Gus Bradley got fired. Yeah. So so tell tell the people if they don't know. Okay. What, what happened? So basically, what went down was so. And I'll be honest. Like, it's not like the tweet was incredibly original because I saw someone tweeting out about Bill Belichick and Jeff Fisher because it was after Jeff Fisher got fired and they had the same concept and I'm thinking so basically what they said was like Bill Belichick could go 0 and 16 for 6 seasons and still have a better winning percentage than Jeff Fisher and I'm like okay I know math and you're taking a cumulative number and a lot of games from Bill Belichick and then you're comparing it to a rate and like that's like it's going to take a lot of games for a guy like Belichick who's coached a lot to like change his winning percentage so then I'm like wait a second Gus Bradley's effing terrible at coaching so I'm going to go look and see how many games it would take Bill Belichick to mm-hmm. to have to lose in a row to have the same the, the the same winning percentage as Gus Bradley. And what I found was he could have it was like 668 losses or something like that in a row. Man. And he and, and and that equated to over 41 seasons. It's now 42 seasons because Bradley lost this past week and Belichick won. Uh but so I send that tweet out and when I you know Okay, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, there, there are some tweets where you just kind of know. You know, yeah. Like, it, was, it wasn't, you know, I, I, right after I send it, I, send, I always send, like, tweets and stuff that are, like, that I find interesting or funny that, I, that even I send, like, to my close friends and stuff. And, and I copied the link and I sent it to my brother. And I tell my brother, I was like, I, I bet this gets 100 retweets. I, 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 said, <laughs> I said that to my brother. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, wow, that's effing, like, that's crazy. Like, I can't believe that, that that's a, a real statistic. I was like, yeah, it's probably, I bet you it gets like a hundred retweets. And then it just slowly kind of caught fire. And then once Gus Bradley was fired. So later that day, or maybe the next day, Adam Schefter retweeted it. Uh, yeah. Schefter, Schefter follows me on Twitter. And like, I know, like I, I met Schefter once and, and all that, but like, so like, I, I have some sort of relationship with him, like not on like a deep level, but like I, I've met him and like he follows me. So he retweeted it. And obviously when something like that happens, you get the Shefty retweet. Like you, you, you get like an extra, like at that point it was like at a thousand retweets and then it went up like 800 in like the next hour. But then after the Brad, after Bradley got fired this weekend, it was perfect timing because then it kind of, it, it was reborn, right? It was, it was, yeah. and, and it came back. And then Shefty went to Twitter then and said, as late round QB and number fire wrote. Mm-hmm. And so he was tagging us in that. And then from there, I think it got caught, like people at ESPN caught onto it, saw the, 
saw the tweet, all of that. And then the next morning on the 8 a.m. Sports Center, this is what this is where I did I did tilt the next morning, Denny. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I tilted so hard because first I wake up and I'm laying in bed. I don't watch Sports Center. I just I don't watch Sports Center. And I get a message from someone on Twitter that was like, dude, your name was just read on, you know, they just credited you on Sports Center. And I'm like, wow, that's right. that's freaking sweet. Like, I, I grew up watching the crap out of Sports Center, right? Like, yeah, it, me too. it was like every morning before school, eating cereal, get my fruity pebbles in my stomach while I'm watching mm-hmm. Stu Scott on, on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. But so so he he tells me this and I'm like, holy crap, that would be that, that's pretty amazing because like Sports Center is like a part of my being like in my my, my growing up. Right. And so he tells me this, and then my mom got a text from their neighbor that said that he heard my name on SportsCenter. And then I went, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch SportsCenter all morning and, 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 and see if they do it again. Well, they didn't do it again because SportsCenter now is not the same thing over and over again. SportsCenter now is like there's a different hour of, of them doing different things. So I was tilting beyond belief because all I wanted was a recording of this thing. I, uh, yeah, I I remember the old days when it used to be the same, the repeat over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah. You would start to memorize it after a yeah, while, yeah, right. But it was fun. I mean, you could you could you could play tricks on your friends and like say that this was coming up and and, right. and act like act like a G. So yeah, basically later in the day, um, I I saw that NFL Live had tweeted out a graphic that was the the stat right. There wasn't any credit to me, and everyone on Twitter just went ballistic. The, I know. Uh, check, check, check your sources. Twitter just went absolutely nuts about that. Oh, uh, sources that. Twitter was lit. Yeah, yeah, sources Twitter was very lit. But then I, I, I asked a friend who who has the capabilities of pulling that stuff to pull what happened earlier, and voila, Jay Harris, the goat, ended up uh, saying my name on SportsCenter. Uh, and he only slightly butchered your last I know. name. It, I mean, like my friends are like, you have to just accept the fact that your last name is now Zachariason. Well, it's. Uh, I mean that that I A that trips people up. It tripped me up. It used to be look like three generations ago. It was E A. Yeah, that would have been that. That would be clearer. <laughs> that, would, that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, my dad has a, a little like nameplate from like his great great grandparents that says Zachariason. Instead of oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I I thought I thought he did well because I was cringing when I when you posted the uh, the the clip, and I was and I was watching and and he said JJ and I was like oh god please don't destroy his last name yeah it could have been and worse Zacharias and I said okay yeah. that'll, that'll play it, that'll it play could, it could have been a lot worse the best part of that clip though is Field Yates because he's he's actually there's one that I didn't, I don't think I I think I clipped it on on Twitter but on my Facebook uh, on Facebook. Um, I, I have the full length video. It's like a minute long or so, and Field comes mm-hmm. on afterwards, and he's talking and stuff. So very, oh, very, really? very Wait, good job about, by Field. about you. Uh, no, not about just like he was like the next segment. So they were like, he was like rifting off of what had happened in the previous after he had had read the stat. Uh, you, you know, uh, by the way, this is it. Uh, congratulations on the tweet and getting Thank so you. much unbelievable attention. I really wish they would have said, you know, living the streams, JJ right, Zachary. Understood. understood. Um, uh, it, it just on a side note with uh, Field Yates, a couple other uh, guys on ESPN and NFL Network. I always forget that they're like real professionals yeah, on TV. Right, right. Yeah, and then I see people. them. I see them on TV, and I get freaked out. And I'm like, wait, that's the same person I just I just had a hair joke with. <laughs> right, you know, like <laughs> because they're so good. They're so good on TV. The field field is really really good on TV. Like very very good, uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. And then I, 
I posted it, and then I, because I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I tagged him in the in a comment that he had a very nice v v nice delivery after yeah. after the uh, yes. after the stat was showed. But yeah, man, it's been a it's been a whirlwind whirlwind week, a great great week for the for the hashtag brand. Can I? Yeah, uh, amazing. I mean, nuclear week for the for the brand. Uh, can I ask you uh, what your uh, armpit sweat was like when you heard that you were on Sports Center. <laughs> no, it's really it's the it's it, for me it's the back of the knees sweat more so. <laughs> back, the back back of the knee sweat was was uh was pretty intense on that. Was that a control? Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I I I I'm sure the perspiration for me. I just would I would just turn I would have turned into a puddle of sweat. The thing that like like I didn't want you know like look we're we're always just very open on this podcast and and I'll be honest like it, it's one of those things where like it's just like really sweet. Like it's something that I never thought would necessarily happen or something like, and it's something so small. It's just a little reference, but at the same time, like having like sports center in like growing up with that, like growing up, like that's what my brother and I used to just watch constantly. Mm-hmm. And then being any part of that show in some way, like I have no aspirations to like be on TV, right? That's not like what I want, but like just to be referenced like that and to be a part of that in some way was really cool. Well, it's to be part of a cultural icon like that. Even if you're not you've lost touch with it, it's still it's still amazing. Yeah. yeah. Even though now it it definitely caters to a completely different demographic. Well, I I mean I don't know I because I don't watch it either. Um, only time I watch ESPN is during uh, Monday Night Football. But uh, what what is what is the the current appeal uh, of of Sports Center? Is it is it like for like like take experts. I think it's like, a, it's a it's a take expert place. I mean, I think that the the bottom line is back in the day, our source of getting sports and news on sports was through sports and highlights and stuff. But we get that information now everywhere: Twitter, yeah. social media, the internet. So they have to differentiate themselves in some way, or else it's just you know for for us watching sports center the old school way is more nostalgic than actually getting something out of it right, uh, right where right. whereas to if they want to actually have an audience they have to bring some edge to the table and that edge is being somewhat takey it's just it's just how the media big media works now and, uh, well i the 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 takey thing is seems to be Correct, just from the little bit I see. So I, I guess I guess I answer my my own question. But uh, but congrats again. That's that's an awesome uh, an awesome thing that your your tweet came to life. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Uh, all right, Denny. Before we get into what happened last week on the gridiron, why don't you talk about our sponsor of this podcast? Yes, uh, it is PlayDraft.com. Uh, we already know that you love drafting, so we know you'll love playing on Draft PlayDraft.com. It's a simple daily fantasy app uh, where you can do snake drafts just like the ones that you do at the beginning of the season. You can do drafts whenever and wherever you want. They last for one week and they take you know three, four minutes to complete usually for me. Uh, on Draft, you can play for free or for money. And uh, your chances of winning on Draft are almost three times better than your chances of winning uh, playing salary cap daily fantasy Um According to uh, a survey, a study that the that PlayDraft put out, um, you can download Draft uh, in the App Store by just typing in Draft, and be sure to enter the promo code Stream when you download uh, the app, and you'll get a hundred percent bonus up to six hundred dollars when you deposit. So again, search Draft in the App Store, and be sure to use the promo code Stream as in Living the Word. 
All right, Denny. Uh, last week, not a not a terrible week necessarily from a streaming perspective. <laughs> so you had the high voice uh, uh, there, which which makes me suspect about. Yeah, I mean, look, terrible. look, it's been a very very strange few weeks in fantasy football with the way that the quarterback position has gone because there's there's been lower scores, especially the two weeks prior to this past one. Uh, and, and it really, I mean, not to be, not, not to be, uh, brand filled here, but it really, it doesn't matter who you're playing a quarterback. Like, of course, if you played against Drew Brees this past week, you know, you, you're, you're now, you've been crying in the shower for three days, but, yeah. but, and, and that's that you just knew it was going to happen three days, even though that's, that's he, he played two days ago, but you've <laughs> <laughs> been crying since Saturday. You were, you were ready for it to happen. Um, but you know, it's not like, it's not like Alex Smith who scored 12 fantasy points destroyed you. Cause that was still like a mid QB two performance or Joe Flacco who scored 12, mm-hmm. uh, same thing. And, and we tweeted, we did tweet out about, uh, both of those guys and the weather concerns, uh, going into that game. Flacco especially had wind concerns. And one of the big things that I, I liked about Flacco was that he had that big arm and he was going against that secondary that had given up a ton of big plays. Uh, so that definitely hurt Flacco a bit. And then Kaepernick actually came through with a pretty nice day, despite only rushing for 21 yards on the ground. He had over 17 fantasy points. He was a QB one. So good on you. If you had the balls to play Kaepernick in, in that Atlanta game, uh, which we kind of were targeting earlier in the season. And then we got, uh, a little frightened after, after his performances, like against Chicago, for instance, if yeah. that, if that Chicago game never happened, we would have been just playing Colin Kaepernick for week in well, week out from like week eight on and it would have been it would have been fine right you know if it, 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 in that in that case i mean the chicago game freaked freaked us out i think rightfully so because it was so abysmal um but um i think you know 17 look at 17 points from a guy in an offense that barely is functioning i it's not not bad yeah uh, and then at the tight end position, we had uh, we had frenzies at the tight end position because they scored the same amount of points. Is that what we're going to oh. call that now? Frenzy, frenzies, yeah. sure. Yeah, Jermaine Gresham uh, was frenzies with Jack Doyle. They both scored seven point two PPR points. I, mildly disappointing. I mean, like I, I thought Gresham was going to have a little bit of a higher floor than that. I think we knew Doyle was a uh, was a, a riskier play, but at the same time, uh, Eric Swoop uh, ended up scoring the touchdown uh, for. Indianapolis. So I don't think the process was wrong whatsoever for playing Jack Doyle this week. I loved the process for playing Doyle. I was really into the reasons. I mean, there were like three really solid reasons yeah. to play Jack Doyle. And then, of course, uh, the Colts' best tight end has to go and catch the yeah, touchdown. He, uh, Doyle Doyle did play the most snaps. He played 73% of the team's snaps. I, I Look, I, I look back in the Doyle play, and I'm, even the Gresham play, and I'm, I'm like... You know, Gresham scored 7.2 PPR points in a game where there was like 85 points scored. More than that. I mean, it was it's just crazy. So I think the process was good for both of those guys. Uh, defensively, really good week for us. We had the Dolphins, Bills, and Falcons. The Dolphins went nuclear with 21 points. Oh, uh, they man. were the best defense of the week. The Bills and Falcons, both uh, uh, defense ones this week as well. So if you had one of those defenses, you definitely did not or we're not disappointed overall. I'm so disappointed that I didn't play the Dolphins in the Apex League. Uh, oh, what was me? Yes. Yeah, that's rough. We won't, we'll, we'll move on from that. By the way, Denny, in the, uh, the Living the Stream League, I, I looked at it on Sunday before the game started, and I edited my lineup really quick, and I realized that I was playing you, and I whooped your ass. 
Yeah, you beat me by like 70. I did. I did. By the way, the, the championship match is between Nikolai Pitra and Dean Becerra. So, what what we didn't talk about, I don't think ever on this show, is that the winner of the league, because we'll do a league again next year, right? The, the difference is that we're not going to podcast the league, the, the draft, the way that we did. Oh, God, no. That's not, that, that was the most... The, the toughest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. I don't blame you. It really was difficult. <laughs> in my entire life. Everything. Not, I, I've done things that have been difficult. That was the toughest thing that I've ever done. Um, and But by the way, the, the winner of this matchup will be in the league next year. So so he can he can defend his crown. I see. And then we'll just do the same process that we did last year in terms of trying to get people to, to join the league. Well, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, but both of both of these teams have been excellent all year yes. and near the top of the standings. So, it is good to see you know excellence rewarded, and I think that that's what's happening here, and uh, that that's why you and me are battling it out for seventh place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and and Tom, Tom, uh, you may or may not get an invite to next year's league. I haven't decided yet. Uh, we'll see how Scream season three yeah, is. I haven't no. seen La La Land yet, so what, you know if it's if it's good, then maybe maybe I tried to go see La La Land last week with my wife. What happened? And we realized that the closest theater was like really far away, so we couldn't go see it because it doesn't like hit main theaters until Christmas. So because oh, I think oh. it might be partially because of like Star Wars and stuff, but. Which is it's underground. Which is but with that like the, the Star Wars. You know I hate Star Wars, and the Star Wars tilt on top of me wanting to go see La La Land was just too much for me to handle. So we went and saw Office Christmas Party, which was actually pretty funny. It's pretty pretty good. Like go get some beers beforehand and just hang out and watch a movie. Yeah, it uh, that's that's what it, it looks like. Something that I will come across one day on HBO and just watch. You might for... even you might even come across it on TBS. Until right now, and so in like three years, yeah, I'll come t- across it. T- t- TBS TBH. Oh, have you ever seen uh, um, the holiday movie with Seth Rogen and um, I don't think so. Oh man, the the dude from Third Rock from the Sun, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah. The goat. Yeah, the, the, have you seen those that that holiday movie? I forget what Is it's it called. Fifty Fifty. Uh, no, it's like they were. Like, weren't they together in Fifty Fifty Fifty? Was the cancer movie? No, yeah, that was the cancer one. But th- Daddy, this cancer I, is not Christmas. No, um, I I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> um, but it was bad. The Christmas movie with those two was not good. Don't see it. Really? Not good. Interesting. I like both. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, like both of them I, I don't independently, know. and that's why it's. Well, Seth Seth, Ro- uh, Seth Rogen basically devolves into like like the ultimate Seth Rogen, yeah, like drug addled. Yeah. Uh, like like nutty. I mean, just it's. Yeah, I got you. Disappointing. I got you. All right, Denny. This week, week sixteen, championship week. Uh, next week is the DGAF episode, our yearly our yearly DGAF episode. But this week, we're taking it seriously. So why don't you give the listeners a defense that they can target? Get the Chargers. Yeah, people. Period. I mean, let's move on. No, the uh, the Chargers are available in like more than ninety percent of leagues. Um, at last check, uh, they play the Browns. So here are some stats on how generous the Browns have been to opposing defenses. Uh, and I believe I have read these uh, similar numbers uh, as of two weeks ago, but uh, updated. Uh, Cleveland allows the third most raw fantasy points per game to opposing defenses. Um, opposing defenses have scored at least eight fantasy points in 10 of 14 games against Cleveland, which is pretty remarkable. 
uh, six teams have scored double-digit fantasy points against against the Browns. Or I'm sorry, six defenses have scored double-digit fantasy points. Uh, Cleveland has, and this is a this is a key stat I think for for San Diego's upside here. Man, I wish we uh, had like drops, and I could be like key stat, key stat, key stat. <laughs> Man, that would be good. Here's your key stat. <laughs> Week 16. Um, Cleveland has uh, 21 giveaways this year, which is the 11th most. And San Diego has the second most takeaways yeah. at tw- 27. Yeah. So I think there is some upside to be had there. Uh, Cleveland has given up multiple sacks in all but two games this season. And Cleveland quarterbacks have been sacked 53 times more than any other team. It's not even close. The next closest is Buffalo, which has given up 41 sacks. Yeah. So I believe we have found a team not only with a floor, but with a ceiling in the Chargers. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, two more defenses that you can target. The first is the Titans. Uh, we know that the Titans secondary is really, really bad. They're the fifth worst in the league, according to number fire metrics. Uh, but that what that's done is that's forced a lot of throws against them this season. They've seen the third most pass attempts against, uh, which is in their they're averaging 39 pass attempts against per game. In the seven games this season where Blake Bortles, who they're playing, uh, has thrown 39 or more passes, he's averaged 1.9 or 1.29 interceptions, uh, wow. which that number is 0.29 higher than than the other games that he's played. So. He's throwing more interceptions in that game, which makes sense because there's more volume and he has a bad interception rate. So he's going to throw more interceptions. They're four and a half point road favorites. I think it would be shocking if Tennessee doesn't get a couple turnovers in this game. I think they are a ceiling play, decent floor, but definitely a ceiling play just given the pick six potential against the Jags. And not only that, the Jags are going to be under a new coach, uh, which we, we have seen that be potentially disastrous as we saw with the Rams this past week. Oh man! Uh, by the way, uh, I didn't. I honestly didn't know that uh, that was Jim Fossil. Well, it's his son. Wait, what? Yeah. What do you mean, his son? It's his son. Wait, that's Jim Fossil's son coaching the Rams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. That's how old is that dude? Jim Fossil's old AF. I can Google it right now. Jim, <laughs> how old? I didn't realize he would have a son that was that old. Jim Fossil is sixty-seven. Uh, okay. Oh, all right. And his son is forty-two. So he was twenty-five when he when he birthed Jim Fossil. When? When? Well, when someone else? Jim Fossil isn't quite a fossil, but. Uh. I, I guess I'm just so off on his age. I didn't know you. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, well, uh, elder elder Jim was was on the sidelines of that game. He was there. Oh, okay. Well, I'm confused. Um, I'll just getting back to Bortles real quick. What you talking about the Tennessee defense? Can we talk about the fact that Bortles, when he was asked about throwing pick sixes, he said that he needs to improve his tackling. Yeah, yeah. What a can we? What a dick response. Is it a dick response, or is he just actually being like, "Well, I could never stop throwing pick sixes, so I'm gonna really <laughs> yeah, so need to work on my tackling." He's just—it's either—it's either Blake Bortles just gave the the biggest dick response possible, or he's the most self-aware human being of all time, uh, athlete I, of all time, I should say. I guess I maybe he was hungover. He seems hungover most he of the does, time. He does. He does. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a funny answer for sure, but I don't know how you can like. I don't know. I, like, I like just, Bortles just, is like on the fringe of losing his job when he's saying stuff like that. 
Uh, right. I mean, you don't want right. to don't want to hear that stuff. Right. Um, so the other the other defense, speaking of Jim Fossil, is the Rams defense. Uh, so they're they're playing the 49ers and they're in LA this week. Uh, so since Colin Kaepernick took over that starting gig for San Francisco, the 49ers have allowed 3.13 sacks per game. Okay. I, just, just to give you some perspective, across 14 games, that equates to 43.82 sacks. That's wow. more that, – that sack number is more than any other team in football. So basically, in terms of sacking the quarterback, the defense that's playing San Francisco is better than the Denver Broncos at sacking the quarterback. That, that, it's, it's so ridiculous. Uh, the Rams, in terms of sacks, they haven't been that great. They have just 26, which is the 24th best number in football. But they're also sixth in quarterback hits, so they're getting to the quarterback a bit. Maybe they, they maybe that helps a bit in, in this contest against Kaepernick. Uh, the game also features a really low game total of forty point five, and LA for like the first time ever is a three and a half point favorite in this game. So uh, <laughs> I think that that Jeff Fisher's old team could get get some love this week. Uh, <laughs> it's funny when we when we talk about a game like being in like like it's in LA and I know what you're saying. I mean, home teams mm-hmm. are important when we're talking about uh, streaming defenses uh, as we have, as we've discussed, but it's like it's in LA where you know, there are no fans <laughs> and the stadium is crumbling. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the like like where they're playing football is like a it, it it's like a a, a a a level in like Super Smash Brothers. Right. Right. Like it's it's just like this it's an it's an arena that no professional sports franchise should be playing in. It it, it uh it's the worst possible football atmosphere from what I can tell. Right. I mean it looks like it just it looks horrendous to 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 play football there. Uh, no no one in LA wants to go to an NFL game. There's stuff to do in LA. It's like in it's like Miami. There's stuff to do. It's warm outside. It's nice. No one's going to football games. Right. Right. I totally agree. All right, Denny, uh, quarterback. I'll, uh, actually, you go with the quarterback. You can, you can start. With a quarterback or a tight with end? With a quarterback. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will go ahead with Matt Barkley. The Bark. Matt Goatley. By the way, Bailey. quarterback streaming sucks this week. It's, it's, getting, it's getting tough. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll hopefully you have a quarterback for the finals. But yeah, 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 like we talked about a couple weeks ago. But uh, So Barkley uh, is... Quite shockingly, a borderline QB one since taking the starting gig in Chicago, um, just behind Rivers and uh, Dak Prescott, who somehow still has a job. Um, I had to get that in there. Sorry. <laughs> You're the uh, worst. <laughs> only five QBs have more yards than Barkley uh, than since he became the starter for Chicago. Um, so when you talk about the games where. Collinsworth again. When you talk about the games where, uh, in both games that in which, uh, yeah, I mean that's all he does is like when you talk about a guy who works hard and really wants to get to the quarterback. Wait, wait, wait. that now sounds like the 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 drop that we were going to use for for the show for your for key stats. Right. So we, we just have I, to get Collinsworth to do that. I think all of my uh, voices just go right back to Darter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like like yeah. every impression you do, and then and then he was like, oh, yeah. right, yeah. I got you. Um, like my George Bush impression just eventually turns into Darter. Right, right. In in both games in which he faced uh, bad game bad game scripts, Barkley threw for 316 yards against Tennessee and 362 against Green Bay. He's thrown. 
for at least one touchdown in three of his four starts, and uh, 10 QBs have scored at least 16 fantasy points against Washington. I should have mentioned that Barkley is, is playing yeah, against Washington. Yeah. Uh, but here we go. Uh, we This is a professional podcast. Four teams allow more passing yardage uh, than Washington, which gives up to 278 per game uh, through the air. And opponents average seven yards per pass attempt uh, versus Washington, which is the 10th worst in the league. Uh, the cherry on top, I think the reason that I think there is some upside in Barkley this week is that somehow the Chicago-Washington game has the fourth highest Vegas total of Week 16. Yeah. yeah. Very, so, very, very intriguing game. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that I, I, as, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, I, I was completely wrong on Barkley. And I see people on Twitter now saying that he is clearly an NFL caliber starter. Yeah, I don't know about that much, but it's it, the like it's very clear that I I mean I was wrong on him too and he's played pretty well. I mean, he he ranks uh according to number fires and then expected points metric among the 38 passers with 100 or more dropbacks, he's 15th in efficiency. And what's crazy is that Brian Hoyer was amazingly efficient too. It just goes to show how awful Jay Cutler actually is. Yeah, man. It really does. Like Jay Cutler's bad, and and it's there's no I I'm no longer a I was more of an apologist because I just thought it was hilarious that people hated him so much for for quite literally no reason. But Jay Jay Cutler is not a good quarterback, um, and I think that <clears throat> both the backups in Chicago are showing that. But yeah, I, I like I like Barkley for sure. Uh, one guy that you could also go to that I'm not look I'm not like in love with this play. But I think sometimes, and this goes for the same way that people should look at like GPP plays or, or how people do build GPP lineups, is you have to create that narrative in your mind, right? You have to, you have to figure out the story as to how these games are going to go down. And then if, if you hit on the way that it's going to go down, then that player ends up doing well. I think you can make a story for Joe Flacco where he's going to be in Pittsburgh. The Steelers have averaged over 30 points per game at Heinz Field over the, since the start of 2014. Um, the, the, the Ravens have thrown the ball more than almost any other team in football. They have 612 dropbacks this year. Arizona's in first with 617. So they're very close to that number. Um, you know, the reason that you would want to avoid Flacco is because it's a divisional game. The Steelers Ravens games are always low scoring. There's only a 44 point over under the Ravens have a, a fewer than 20 point, uh, implied team total. So it doesn't look great, but I do think that this is one of those cases again, where you can create that narrative where you can say, they throw a lot of passes. The Steelers secondary is susceptible to getting beat. Uh, and in this particular game, if the Steelers get to an early lead or if they do well offensively, which we've seen them do often at Heinz Field, that can lead to a potential 50-plus attempt game for Flacco, which we've seen him do twice this season. So I think Flacco is relatively interesting. I'm not jumping for joy over him. I think that Matt Barkley is a better play. Uh, I would, I, but at the same time, you know, desperation, I, I think you could go to Flacco. Yeah. I'm with you on Barkley over Flacco. Um, so we have one more quarterback and that is the aforementioned future hall of famer, Blake Bortles. That's right. Uh, he's available. The reason we're talking about him is because he's available in, um, in about 45% of ESPN league. So we felt like we should mention it. I understand, you know, like hashtag not in my league. Yeah, right. But, right. Not, not um, in my league. Twitter is about to come at us hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Like Barkley was taken six weeks ago uh, in my league. Um, 
in my one quarterback ten team league. I could just I can just picture people listening to our podcast and just sitting there and being like, huh, huh, not not in my league. It's not happening not in my, my league. league. Like they're just like sitting at their cubicle. <laughs> these guys right. these guys think this is my league. Matt Barkley was drafted in my league. <laughs> right, right. I love that because it makes it makes the league sound so hardcore, right? It's the same. When, it's, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it if they're like they're like Rex Burkhead, huh, good luck. He was drafted. He got picked up in September. Right, right, exactly. They're the the same people that do stuff like that and say stuff like that are the same people that I was talking about. Hindsight guy on Twitter today, where there's just like one guy, like everyone's tilting out of their pants, as you would say. Uh, with, <laughs> with, with what happened to Jordan Reed last night, which by the way, I, I was able to win a playoff game by one point because Jordan Reed punched a guy, but, wow. but like everyone's like, Oh, huh, shouldn't have played Jordan Reed anyway. It's like, no, actually last week he was practicing throughout the week and they were saying positive things about him. So it's not like Jordan Reed was a terrible play. He just happened to not look great during the game. He looked like he was at like 25% health. He, he honestly, I mentioned, I, I sent that Oregon Trail tweet. How it was like, like if he were an Oregon Trail character, he would have cholera. And everyone, and then, and then freaking dysentery Twitter came after me. And they, <laughs> they're like, they're like, why, why, why cholera? And it's like, oh my God, guys, just accept the joke. Accept the joke for what it is, right? Like Dysentery Twitter is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> dysentery Twitter was so real last night. I'm, I am not kidding you, Denny. At least 15 dysentery Twitter members came after me last night. I saw I immediately, and I thought I thought this must be a joke, but they were dead serious. <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure that you have a notification for when someone tweets about cholera because you retweeted that sucker instantly. instantly. Oh no, with a quick with a quickness, I had it on auto. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have a you know like I have I have my Twitter program to retweet anything with cholera. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was uh, that that Jordan Reed thing. Like, don't be hindsight guy though. I, I we we get that in our mentions all the time. It's like, oh well, he shouldn't have been playing. It's like, okay, okay, Mister, I know what's going to happen in the future. Start writing and analyzing fantasy football and get your get your one hundred percent perfect accuracy out there so that you can show us. Yeah, it's it's a it's a ridiculous thing to say you shouldn't have played <laughs> you shouldn't have played Jordan Reed. Um, <laughs> why didn't why didn't we know uh, he had cholera? It's just crazy. Right. Uh, I have to say, though, about Jordan Reed, I'm I'm not defending what he did. Okay, (laughs) but I am. I'm not not defending. Here's what here's what it is. I saw several times last night after plays were over, there were Carolina defenders either touching, slapping or hitting his messed up shoulder, Reed's messed up shoulder. And at that during that exchange there was a guy who was banging the shoulder over and over until reed reacted and threw a punch and then reed looked like he was about to go go hard at the linebacker who started jumping like an idiot right. when the when the flag was thrown and i don't blame him i mean that's like that's his life that's like the way that he's going to earn money for potentially a long time and there are guys out there busting on his messed up shoulder. Uh, I mean, to punch a guy is, you know, probably justified in that in yeah, that circumstance. You're so I get, guy, I, you're punching a guy with pads on at least. No, yeah, you got to wait till the helmet is off at least. It's, I mean, it's like a, t- like a sockum bopper, basically. I would, I would, yeah. My only problem with Reed is that he didn't get his money's worth. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till the, the helmet's off. Right, or or just or just take your fingers and poke him right in the eye through the face mask. Oh dang! That well, can you imagine? Like at the bottom of a of a pileup 
uh, oh, on yeah. the field. That stuff happens. Oh god. I would wear a protective. I would wear a visor for sure. That's gotta be yeah. You gotta wear a visor. Oh my yeah. god. I've been I'm just horrified. But all right. So black. Where somehow we have got. We went, we went from Blake Bortles to dysentery to talking about him punching to to Jordan Reed punching people. It's just it's gone a long way. So let's yeah. get back on on topic, Denny. We're gonna circle back. Yeah. Okay, Blake Bortles. Uh, had a quintessential Blake Bortles performance last time he played the Titans. It was Thursday night. It was a disaster. He threw for 337 and three touchdowns uh, thanks to three quarters of garbage time. Uh, Tennessee, okay, so Tennessee's a great matchup, as we talked about, despite Alex Smith's failings once again. Uh, Tennessee shut down three quarterbacks this year. Their names are Sean Hill, Cody Kessler, Alex Smith, the former the former goat. Yeah. Um, seven quarterbacks have thrown for more than 300 yards against Tennessee, and quarterbacks average 39.1 passes per game against Tennessee. So you have to believe that Bortles has at least some floor here. I don't know. Uh, also, I had, to, I had to give it to Blake Bortles. I have to say this. It is amazing, Blake, because I know you're listening, that you ran for a touchdown last week and you scored eight <laughs> fantasy points. <laughs> What? He's, he's so bad. Is that? I can't believe that's possible. He's he's so bad. He you know, look look for every Derek Carr thing that I wrote that I got wrong, I did the opposite with Blake Bortles. Yeah, well, I, I think it might you're, be a little still, early. To say see, see, see you you can still say Derek Carr still might suck, but if if I say it, it's it's game over. No, no, you, you, you can't say it right now, but I will say let's relax for another year and see where we are. Okay, Derek. okay. I just hope I hope the Steelers play them in the second round and just destroy them. Oh my God, me too. You're right. Uh, all right, Denny, tight end. I'll go really fast. I'm gonna go back to the Jack Doyle. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, Jack Doyle, like I said, he played 73% of Indianapolis' snaps in Week 15, which was easily the highest of any tight end on the team. Uh, unfortunately he had just 32, uh, yards on four targets, but, but the Colts are going to be in Oakland where they're going to be in a game that has one of the highest over-unders of the week tied for the highest, over, or maybe it does, maybe it is the highest over-under now. Uh, the Raiders are four point favorites, which could lead to a negative game script and more passing for, uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis offensive line is still banged up. We mentioned this last week, which means that there could be more Dwayne Allen blocking, uh, which means that Doyle's biggest competition for targets, which is Dwayne Allen, is going to be on the line of scrimmage. And then if Dante Moncrief, who did practice today, if Moncrief misses time, that should only help Doyle. But I still I still don't mind Doyle if Moncrief plays. And then the matchup is decent. The Raiders have allowed the ninth most points to opposing tight ends. Uh, I think he's a very, you know, if you're going into your, into your championship game and you stream tight ends and you need some upside, I think he's a really good way to get exposure to one of those high-scoring games this week uh, at a very, very cheap price. I like it. I mean, I'm all aboard the Doyle train, as you are. Uh, I'm going to talk about Ryan Griffin, who is one of the interchangeable large white tight end <laughs> for the Houston Texans. <laughs> Sorry, your laugh startled no, me. I just, I was like, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, like, CJ Fedorowicz was actually not concussed last week. He just put Ryan Griffin's jersey on. Oh, we don't know. Right. <laughs> I every time Griffin catches a pass, I'm like, "All oh, right, Fedora Goat, right. here we go." Right. And then and then they say Griffin, and I'm like, "Oh man!" <laughs> so if Fedorowicz is out, uh, Griffin is available almost everywhere. Um, he stepped in last week. He played uh, almost eighty percent of Houston's offensive snaps. Uh, he caught eight eight balls for eighty five yards. 
And um, as you mentioned in your 15 transactions column today, he had a 17% market share, which is not all that bad with DeAndre, the ghost of DeAndre Hopkins seeing 17 yeah, targets. So freaking 17 targets. De- DeAndre yeah. Hopkins had a 42% market share when Tom Savage came in the game. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm, mm, my mind, I, by the way, my mind is blown that Tom Savage is a starting quarterback in the NFL because he went to Pitt and I, yeah. I watched a lot of time. Like he was bad in college. <laughs> like it's just crazy to me that this is happening, but um, he's like okay, he's better than Osweiler. I yeah, think that yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, cl- clear. Anyway, uh, tight ends see more targets against the Bengals than any team in the league except for Washington at nine point two targets per game, and tight ends average almost seventy three yards per game against Cincinnati with with no like you huge outliers. So that's mm-hmm. always a good thing. Uh, so yeah, Ryan Griffin, folks, sweet. All right, to recap, Ryan Griffin and Jack Doyle, Blake Bortles, Matt Barkley, Joe Flacco, Chargers defense, Titans defense, Rams defense, let's win a championship. Let's do it. All right, going to Twitter for some questions. The first one, at the real MCG one what was JJ's favorite Hallmark Channel movie? Did you see me mm, tweeting yeah. about that this week? I did. I like... I- I like that breakdown. I mean, you might want to branch off and have an account just for that. Yeah, I mean, after today's mentions with the MVP talk, I might just want to have an account. I've changed late round QB to to just being about Hallmark Channel takes. I I would continue to block you. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, so no, there were some there were some good movies. We watched one where, so so I don't know if you've ever watched a Christmas movie on the Hallmark Channel, but. It, yeah, I know. I have yeah, many. Yeah, so I mean, it, it features what what happens in every single one is there's a a female blonde woman who's the main character, and she hates Christmas, right? She 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 cannot stand Christmas, and she usually works really hard at what she does, and she's very high up in a company that she works for, and then she falls in love with a man who's like a painter, or 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 yeah. a lumberjack, but ruggedly handsome, ruggedly handsome guy, right? And that guy probably has a kid, more than likely has a kid. And she, you know, she she never thought about a family before. Why would she want a family? She's 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 hardworking blonde woman who lives in New York City, right? She's a hard charging businesswoman, right, yes. Right. So then she somehow finds this man, they start to talk, and then they fall in love, and then she realizes the importance in life, which is loving Christmas, because the man loves I mean, the man is upset like he goes to work and he chops trees and then he comes home and he's baking christmas cookies for 14 hours like that that's that's his life and yeah so which is like which basically means that uh a woman wrote that script based <laughs> on her dream man. right right exactly exactly so so uh i just got a text from my wife that says lol your hallmark rant and then just a bunch of flame emojis <laughs> so i'm apparently doing this right so then they fall in love, and then she adopts a child, and everything's great. Like she, she has a family now. That's that's every yeah. single Hallmark Channel movie. The the one exception to the blonde uh, blonde rule, blonde lady rule in um, in Hallmark movies is my future ex wife uh, Winnie. <laughs> yeah, Winnie Cooper was in it. Did you see that one? Win- Winnie Cooper. I I watched it. I didn't hate it. And she was you know, blonde. but but it was the same I, concept. The same exact concept was in that movie, right? Right. And um, so when I when I am married to her for you know like eighteen months, I will I'll tell her how um 
how good that movie was. I I, I liked I it. I actually thought that the writers in that one were trolling her, the actress, because the son's name in that movie was Cooper. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fin- fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so she falls in love with a British aristocrat. No, he, who... he was... He was... He was... So she... She... She fired a guy. Okay. And he was like a painter and like an artist. And then she brought... And then they like met each other because like she found his kid and she like took his kid home or something like that. And then like they they were like, oh, it's you. Like you're the one who found my kid. And then, right. and then he was like, oh, you fired, but he, this is the guy, this is the guy that I tweeted it. If you guys, if you guys can't go to my, go to my multimedia on Twitter and go through my pictures, it's bizarro Matt Damon. It is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's nuts. But anyway, uh, uh so she, she felt, and then she ends up falling in love with him. Uh, and then there's a, there's a snowball fight with incredibly fake snow. Yes. Uh, and I love the fake the fake snow on the L.A. set. That is good. So maybe maybe Tom Everett Scott can give us some insight into how like how that is set up, or like what it's like to wear a winter jacket when it's ninety five degrees outside. I still want to know what it's like to be a dog. Like he hasn't he hasn't given us that rundown really. No, he has, and I'm I'm a little disappointed about that. Um, I'm trying to think of other memorable things in Hallmark movies. Um, that uh, though there was one about traveling back in time, uh, with with the with Candace Bergen is that her name? Candace Cameron. Oh, Burre. Uh, didn't she get married Bur- to to Valerie Burre, the hockey player? It, Not Pavel. Well, ta- not to be confused with Pavel. I, I'm talking about the um the the girl from from Full yeah, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was Cameron because okay. it's Kirk Cameron's sister. Oh man, yeah, I can't ever get that straight. Anyway, that one was especially cheesy. That one was like. That one was so cheesy. My mother-in-law thought it was cheesy, and trust me, that's that's cheese, folks. Well, it was it was hilarious. By the way, it's it was Ben Affleck, not Matt Damon. I mean, they're the same person anyway. But the 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 Rummy, I was I was tweeting about this, and Rumford Johnny like was messaging me, and he's like, "Dude, I made up a drinking game about this like an hour and a half ago, and I didn't even see his tweets." And he like showed me the tweets, and one of them was drink anytime she's on the screen, Candace Cameron or whatever her name is now. But it really should be full house members because Aunt Becky was in the one movie that I watched. Oh yeah, wait, yes. What was that about? Um, that I can't even remember anymore. That that was uh, uh, she gets sent somewhere, sent to a small town. Oh wait, maybe maybe it was a pre- it was a preview for for. Okay, because the there's there's one where someone is sent to a small town. There's all these there's all these like Christmas towns. Right. Right. Oh yeah, the one the one movie was Christmas Valley was where the we spent five minutes talking about this. Oh, man. Okay. People are going to hate us. All right. We're going to go to the next question. I'm ready. Uh, At JP Gibbs. Question for the show later. Tied in my semis. This is interesting. Tied in my semis this week. He tied. Okay. We both thought that he won due to his bench scoring more points, but ESPN gave this guy the win instead, and he looked into it, and the default tiebreaker in the playoffs is seeding. So he says, do I seed, the other way of spelling seed, in good faith, or not, or not my problem, uh, because we misunderstood the rules. I know we need to move to decimal scoring next year. I'm commish, so uh, conflict of interest to decide. First of all, yes, that's, if you're not using decimal scoring, then you're in you're in the stone age of. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. But I mean, if if the rules state that it's seeding, you get the win, right? I uh, I 
I'm a hundred percent on that bandwagon, and I think that that's a better system than bench points. Yeah, of course, because what you're doing, what what the seat, what why it's seeding is because you're saying the better team in the regular season is right is is moving on, right? Yeah, and you deserve that advantage right. if if you were better. Yes, I, absolutely. I, I say go with yeah, it. Yeah, because if it was bench points and you knew it was like just load up on quarterbacks if you like aren't using some of those players, right? Yeah. Uh, next one is at bathroom Ben. <laughs> He says, question for tonight. Is it too early to mock draft? Yeah. Thank you for mentioning this, Ben. <laughs> uh, we need to talk. I haven't mock draft. It... You, no, you do not do mock drafts at the end of December. I didn't mock draft yet. You, you said, wait, you said you have not, I right? I have not. Right. Yeah, right. No, I'm, no, look, it, it, this is, this is absurd the idea of mock drafts in January, you got it. This got to stop. It's got to stop. If I want the it, the incoming administration can do me one <laughs> solid while it does a whole bunch of other horrible things, ban mock drafting until like June. I uh, just because of this, I'm going to make a 20 slideshow article of a mock draft. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> god! It. And it's gonna get, it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot the amount of page views it gets, and I'm gonna just send it to you in DM in perpetuity every day. I can actually feel my blood pressure rising right now. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I keep saying look it, and I know, I know it gets on people's nerves, and I'm sorry, but here's That's here's what, what's happening. What you do when you tilt. It's fun. I've, I'm on, I'm on tilt right now. So in in June when you're mock drafting, you're you're just hungry. You're hungry for some action, just any action, right? And you're drafting, and you're like, oh man, I just put together a great team. You wouldn't believe it. And then by August, half that team is not is like not even relevant or has been traded or injured sure. or whatever. And and so I just I just don't see the point. Don't just don't do it to yourself. Don't but, do it but to do yourself. Do it to, to troll Denny. Do it to troll And Denny. also I don't get I don't get MFL ten. I know that's your thing in in March and April. I don't understand. Because you end up with a bunch of dead teams. Yeah, it's I just true. don't get it's it. Very true. Next one at Jordan Hall twenty three. After last week, how much do you trust each DeAndre Hopkins, Ty Montgomery, and Bilal Powell going into the championship? I trust the latter two, Ty Mont and Bilal Powell. Yeah. Wait. Who was the other one? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I mean, uh, I I didn't know he had seventeen targets. I thought he had like twelve targets or something, but. That, that that tells me that he might become that hog, that target hog that he that he was, you know, with Hoyer at the helm. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's a high risk, high reward play. Like he hasn't been, you know, that he hasn't ranked higher. He's he's ranked higher than wide receiver seventeen in PPR leagues once this year, and that came back in week two. That's how bad he's Man, been this year. So, that's... but but I do agree. I think that he's a very high upside play this week. But but the other two guys, I think, are going to have a role. People are afraid of Bilal Powell, and I'm like. The dude just caught 11 passes, and he's going to see a negative game script against New England. Why would you not want to play him this week? Oh, yeah. No, it's he's he's legit. Yeah. And Tymon's Tymon. Tymon is, is amazing. I love I love that a receiver is... Dude, it's it's <laughs> the greatest thing. I, I can't... It's just, it just goes back to the MVP thing. It's like, how are you how are you talking about a running back, the running back position being important when we just watched a wide receiver become a lead back? And then, like, like, it's like, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to tilt too hard. Uh, next one at Fitz underscore eight four three. Now that JJ has conquered ESPN, what's next for the brand? How much Arby's has Denny eaten in this last week? 
Oh, well, I, my Arby's consumption is down uh, since JJ's out there spreading, you know, spreading the brand far and wide. Uh, my Arby's consumption spiked uh, last night when Kirk Cousins decided to go full Cousins and not yeah. score any fantasy points. That was but. so rough. I have so many friends that, like, that I was rooting for that that just Ugh. didn't come through. God, so. it stung so bad. Uh, next one is at uh, I underscore Quint or L. I always say I. Can someone start it? Can you please, first of all, can you please make that capital instead of lowercase, Quint, please? Uh, next one, <laughs> he, he says, can someone start a GoFundMe to get the guy who does live, Living the Stream intro to do Sunday Night Football's intro? That would be amazing. Sunday Night what? Football? That would be so good. But why Why does the Sunday Night Football intro have to be so long? Right. It's it's so bad. It, it's it, like... What's the, what is your least favorite part about that intro? There's two. There's two um, things that come to my mind when I think about the le- my least favorite part, but I want to hear yours first. I mean, definitely the walk. Okay, the walk is one. You you nailed the first one. Okay. The the, the and and then, I mean the the players' faces. Right, okay, are but just which ridiculous. one? Which one in particular? Eli. Yes, this is this are the Eli. two things. This are the two things. It's a stupid like. What are your shoulders doing, Terry? And then Eli's like look to the camera and just like. Shaking his head and making an O with his mouth, and it's just no. You're not singing right oh, now, Eli. Yeah. We know you don't sing. Why? I mean, like Led Zeppelin would say, uh, "Guys, that Sunday night football intro is too long." <laughs> you know, like, like can you can you trim it down to nine minutes? The people who wrote the Titanic would say the same thing. I mean, my God, it just lasts forever and ever, and it's such a hate. It's just, I get so I'm so. Uh, worked up. I get so worked up with hate yeah. watching that stupid song. The only, the only intro to any, any league aside from like hometown ones because I used to, you know, it's just nostalgic. But the the Monday Night Football with Hank Williams Jr. was unbelievable. That's it. It was unbelievable. That's the that's the list. And then you just get so hyped. My so my wife who never watched Monday Night Football not once in her life knows that song. Knows the tune of that song uh, to the point where she was singing to Eleanor, our six-month-old daughter, the other day. Um, when, when it was time for her nap, she said, "Are you ready for some nappies?" <laughs> and and I said, "Wait, you know the Monday night tune?" She goes, "What's that?" I said, yeah, "You just sang it. You just sang the Monday night. Are you ready for some nappies?" Yeah. And you know that's yeah, man. It's a great intro. It's ingrained in us. Yeah. Next one, at FF underscore Dante. He says, Kaepernick or Flacco in the finals? The brand brought me this far. Oof, oof, oof. I mean, we didn't mention Kaepernick as a, as a streamer because we've just been doing it so much, but I, I probably would try to go for upside with Cap, I think. No, you know Wait, what? You know what? I'm just going to go Flacco. I'm going Flacco. It's uh, it's between. He didn't say Bortles. No, at all? Flacco or Cap. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I desperately want him to say. Bortles. Oh, 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 he didn't. Are you sure he didn't put Bortles? <laughs> Wait, are you sure he didn't say Matt Ryan? I'm going Matt Ryan. Okay, Matt Ryan. Play Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I would say Flacco. Actually, the more I've thought about it. I I got. I actually have to go. I have to go with Kaepernick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Next one at too much snark. My wife and I both made the finals. What's an appropriate gift to get uh, get to apologize for tilting? Does it change win or lose? Wait, he, he said. He says my like, wife and I both made the finals. What's an uh-huh. appropriate gift to get to apologize oh. for tilting? Oh. A massage. Uh yeah. <laughs> 
something to de-stress the tilt. Oh yeah, right, right. That uh, no, just right, get, that, get, get or, like ice cream or something. Like, like what does she like to eat? Get that. Right. Uh, like a dessert. Perhaps depending on the state you live in, perhaps uh, a you know a pot edible. Yeah, I don't maybe know. that or or a beverage, whatever kind of drink mm-hmm. that she likes. Uh, mm-hmm. This next one is from at n Dutton thirteen. It's from Neil. He says. Bryce Petty are repeatedly slamming my testicles in a fridge door. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the latter. Definitely the latter. Bryce Petty is a scary, scary play this week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This this podcast is rated R. Uh, Oh, man. Next one is at Charles underscore from NY. Eric Church greater than sign Eric Swope. Yes, I can. Wait, what? I can get behind that. Swoop just ruined us this past week because of the touchdown. It should have been Doyle. But didn't he catch more than that? It wasn't more than the touchdown. He did a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like he really destroyed. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. No, I'm not going with Eric Church. No, there. you're, you're no right. Way. I can never go with Eric Church. Next one is at J Duvall one. He says, "Has ESPN reached out to JJ with an Arby's gift card to apologize? If so, does he plan to spend Christmas at Arby's naked and alone?" Yeah, so look, the ESPN thing, it was the, the, the them not crediting me on, on like the tweet that they sent. But uh-huh. they look, I'll, I'll take the Sports Center shout out over that all day long. Sure. That's fine. I actually deleted the tweet where I just said, like, oh, like in response to them not citing me. But it's all good. It's all good. I don't even, I wouldn't even care if they really care if they didn't. I like how you made the, the, um, you know, the O in front of the camera. I'm looking, I'm seeing JJ. Yeah, I don't really and know he, why I did that. He made he made the the O uh, with, with his hand yes. as if I didn't understand. <laughs> Next one is at J Des eighty nine December eighty nine maybe. Do your wives guilt you into watching The Bachelor? If so, will you be in a Bachelor fantasy league? Um, no, my wife doesn't guilt me. I guilt her into watching The Bachelor. Yeah, no, you're a Bachelor truther, and uh, I, I try to ignore that about you, but. <laughs> Um, I, I do, I don't, <laughs> I, I, okay. I know that I know we've reached peak off season, uh, just, just horror show when my entire timeline is lit up with bachelor fantasy takes. Dude. Okay. I, I haven't done the fantasy thing yet, but the bachelor is a really good uh, Denny. I beg you this. is Okay. This is your project this year. This is your project. You're going to tilt watch the bachelor. I have other I have other bad TV to watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, that that Denny would be a brand building exercise. Here's here's what I want to know for the people. Uh, would you like me to periscope me watching the Bachelor? Yeah. So uh, so at at CD Carter thirteen or the Living the Stream account, yeah. just let us know if you want Denny to tilt stream the Bachelor or periscope I, the Bachelor. I have to tell you this, JJ, real quick. Uh, and this is this is real. So the day after I um, broadcast on Periscope, me listening to uh, Last Christmas by Wham, yeah. um, uh, Sal called me, uh, our friend Sal from 2QBs.com, and he, he calls me to talk some draft day consultants business, mm-hmm. but he starts the phone call with this. He goes, uh, hey, man, um, I just wanted to, to check on you and make sure everything is okay. <laughs> and I was like, uh yeah it's fine i'm trying to think of it right yeah it's fine he was like he's like oh okay good good well man i'm really relieved to hear that because uh i saw the periscope last night (laughs) (laughs) i said oh so you're 
you're checking to see if I had a mental break. Right, right. <laughs> like if if I actually like had something snap in me and now I've gone completely insane. And he was like, oh, no, not exactly. I was like, no, no, that's, 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 that's what, what you meant. So thank you, you, thank you, Sal. Sal, and- Sal the, the guys, I can't even, I can't even stress this more. Sal at 2QBFF, right? Mm-hmm. He is easily, and it's not close, the nicest human being probably that I've ever met, but definitely in the fantasy football industry. Oh no, he yeah it's, in the in the industry in the for industry sure. it's not close. Met I have some friends that are very very nice, but he is just incredible, right? Like, yeah, like just yeah, but 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 second to none. It's just crazy. How nice but genuinely, is. genuinely yes, nice. Yes, uh, not not that sort of you know because some some people are are so mm, I don't know absurdly nice that it's 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 off putting. Yeah, they're trying. They're, they're very clearly trying to get to that point. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's not trying at all. And in the industry for in the, in the fantasy industry for sure, he's the nicest person because we're all terrible. Yeah, we're all terrible people. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I mean, Sal. I mean, it's not that tough to be the nicest guy in the industry. Yeah, right, but you definitely right. are. There's absolutely no doubt. Uh, the next one is at my dog underscore champ. Is Denny parody account an organic listener response, or does Denny run these accounts during blackout tilts? I no. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. Then he oh then he's like, God. oh my god, Kirk Cousins, and he just like creates another parody account. No, no, but what if I like, what if I went into like a like a fugue state and and I and I was managing like thirty <laughs> accounts and I didn't even know it. Right, right. I it's like it's like people that binge eat when they're sleeping. Yeah, right. So I so I got like really mad at people and like I don't control these accounts, but then it's discovered that I am actually in charge of thirty C D Carter what's parody the, accounts. What's the uh the book I, I started reading the book on a on a vacation like on a trip. Uh The Girl on the Train or whatever. They made a movie mm. out of it and it was like she like blacked out when she killed oh, her yeah. and stuff. That's basically what you that's what you do when you tilt. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, you know, per- perhaps I think that there's a small percentage chance that that is actually what's happening. <laughs> but I'm going to go with that it it is. It's not. Organic. It's not out of the question. There's like a 0.1 percent chance that Denny does indeed manage Let, his accounts. Let's just say it's in the range of outcomes. Yeah. yeah. Next one at Jordan Stam- Stammen. He says, "Pick two: Moncrief, Pryor, Garcon, or Malcolm Mitchell." I love Malcolm Mitchell. I don't know enough about the matchups, okay. really. So um, I would say I would say Mitchell for sure, and then it, so Pryor against San Diego. I don't like that that much. No, uh, no, Garcon is not in a bad matchup against the Bears or Moncrief coming off the injury. Probably Garcon is your other as your other pick. Yeah, I like Garcon. Next one at J Shales forty six. Stick with the Bills at home or stream this week. So the Bills get the Dolphins. Well, I'd much rather have the Chargers for for instance. Yeah, it depends who who you. I, yeah, I I think that you could. Make a case if you if you don't want to make a transaction, I'll say that the Bills are still a decent play. And by the way, Matt Moore was bad process last week, in my opinion. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, he only threw eighteen times. Right, and he, if, yeah, four of those happen to be touchdowns. Right. So right. yeah, a lot of yak there too. Uh, if Denny keeps tilting, this is the next one at Stevie Fizz. If Denny keeps tilting into the upside down, why haven't I seen him wandering pantsless throughout Australia? <laughs> I uh, just keep looking. I'm uh, I'm there. Yeah. Next one at Fantasy Funeral. Steelers or Giants D? Fantasy Funeral. That's dark stuff it is, there. It is. His picture is but, his picture is like a sad LaShawn, his avatar is like a, a sad LaShawn McCoy on the sideline. Uh I I like the Giants <laughs> against the Eagles even though there's injuries on the Giants side. 
Well, well, who was the Steelers other option? Against the... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going Giants. Uh, next one is Nikolai Pitra, who's in the finals of the Living the Stream League. What's it like to be retweeted by Schefter? Did you gain a superpower? No, I didn't gain a superpower. No, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Uh, next one, at D Schmelzer FS, A-Rob or Meredith? Meredith getting the Redskins and A-Rob getting the uh, Titans. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I have to say, unbury the corpse of Allen Robinson. Yeah, it's happening. Him. It's happening. Uh, next one, at J-Back Attack. Why was Denny wearing a hat in his periscope and covering his hashtag brand? His hair is more famous than he is. And that's probably true. Uh, you know, there probably once a week, um, I strategically don't wash my hair. And here's the reason. Uh, some grease in your hair actually is good for it once in a while. And to wash it every single day for eternity is not great oh, for your I hair. So I wash it every day. So I so on days when I when it's when I don't wash it, I'm a very greasy person. So there's no way I can have it like shown to the public. So a hat goes on the hair, okay? So I don't apologize for that. One day a week, I get to wear a hat. Interesting. Next one, at the Dylan Ryan. JJ, what's worse? Zeke for MVP Twitter or Eric Church Twitter? It's it's easily Zeke for MVP Twitter. It's not even close for me. It's not even close. Eric Church Twitter comes and goes, right? Zeke for MVP Twitter is there all the time. Well, Eric Church Twitter just just storms in and was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, yeah. And right, then it's right. They just like get, just come in, punch you in the gut, yeah. and then leave. Whereas Zeke Twitter is like like scratching you constantly. Like it's just Zeke for MVP Twitter is just out of control. Uh, he's gonna win it. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Next one at Double A Cantu. He says, "JJ, what's more fun, trolling Cowboys fans about Zeke not being a true MVP or poking at Jags Twitter?" I don't like poking at Jags Twitter because they're they're smart and they know how to troll back because they've been trolled for so long. So they are yes they they're like it's like uh, they've been forged to withstand trolling. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. I I have come. You know, I I I went at it with Jags Twitter one day and people blocked me probably and I muted them, but I unmuted all of them and we're back and we're good. Especially after that Gus Bradley tweet, they liked that because I was like. I was like a part of them for a little bit, you know, like yeah. I, was, I was sympathizing. So easily, easily the other. Uh, next one at Justin Freeman, 18. Do you cringe when you hear your recorded voice? Like most Americans, do you say, is that what my voice really sounds like? I used to do that. Uh, I used to, when I listened to, to the show, I would be like, wow, that's what I sound like. Um, but now I put the, put my voice to music and I think it's a, just a beautiful thing. <laughs> No, I mean you get you get like like literally anything you get used to it. Yeah, it's really not a thing anymore for me. Uh, but and also getting used to was just like doing like video stuff, right? Like because now it's visual, but you get used to that too, and you're like, wow, I I'm a I look horrible, and I'm a terrible person in the way that I see, that I portray things via my voice see, and body. That's I was gonna ask you about that because I'm new to to, to Periscope and. It freaks me out to see myself yeah. on on video. I'm not used to it. I'm like, wait, it, that's how I look when I smile. I shouldn't smile. Yeah, anymore. yeah. It's a you get used to it though. I mean, it's just it's more of like a what like what does it matter, right? Like what what are you gonna do about it? 
right? Right. Like you can't do anything about it. You can you can try no. to go to the gym and like try to look better. That's do your hair. I mean, I've done my hair a lot more since I had to do this freaking Paris or Facebook Live stuff. Yeah, and it, and it shows. Thanks, thanks, man. Uh, next one at Tough Guy Mike. He says Breeze or Luck. He says, Yeah, I have both. So what? Well, so what, Tough Guy Mike? <laughs> my gosh. He said he said hashtag bench, bench points tiebreaker. Um, uh, I would go I would go luck over Breeze this week. Yeah, me too. Even though Breeze is at home. Ah. But I don't like the matchup that much anymore. Like like I don't mind the matchup. I'm just saying, like actually, you know what? I'm going Breeze. <laughs> I'm still going luck. Uh next one is at Elliot underscore Metzger. He says, start Crabtree over AJ Green, or will that lead to an increased water bill and Arby's absorbing me into the simulation? Definitely crap Crabtree's in a great spot this week against Indy. Yes. Great spot. Uh next one, at every down running back RB. He says, Was there ever a time when fantasy football was fun? Asking for a friend. Yeah. I still have fun with it, man. Even when I lose, it's still a good time. I, I'm having trouble coming around to that after a devastating loss <laughs> last night. But um <laughs> but yeah, I mean I it didn't get the only time it was now it wasn't fun for me when is when I got overloaded with, with work and I'm sure you feel that to to a point, JJ. Yeah. Uh uh, when I was doing like five articles a week, I was like, it just, it, I had made it a burden on myself and I didn't like that. Yeah. I totally hear that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would never want football season to go year round because I no. couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> deal with it. Uh, next one is at the zero one zero zero three serious question. Why do we need referees on the field at all? Can't everything be called better and more efficiently with cameras? Yeah. They need lasers. They just need freaking lasers at the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that was not a Dr. Evil recording. I just threw it. <laughs> we need freaking lasers. We, we need refs with freaking lasers on their freaking heads. Uh, next one is at JT Hustle underscore 30, 32. Does JJ spend more time not watching Cowboys games or not watching Star Wars? Wow. Definitely not watching Star Wars. Did you see the one guy that said that I must not watch any? I've, I've never watched a Cowboys game. I, I did. I also saw the guy who said who when you said that the Steelers were better without Le'Veon last year, he said he said, Well that's not true. You said, Well the number all the numbers say so. He says he said, Numbers numbers, I I see the games, you can tell the difference. Right. right. What is that? Right, right. I know. That's what I'm dealing with. Like people like I had a lot of fun with it. Hopefully people realize that I was like not in like tilt mode or like it was just like a fun like you know what? I'm just going to go at it with, with running back Twitter and Zeke for MVP Twitter and quote tweeting people and the way that they said some of these, like, like the one guy said that uh, they're not using Zeke as a receiver. So like, you can't fault him for that. And then I'm like, well, that's true because Jeff Janis doesn't get a lot of footballs thrown to him in the green Bay offense. Yeah. And he's the goat. Right. So yeah, right. Right. And, and, and everybody gives a break to Jeff Janis. <laughs> right. right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, it, like, like no one can argue, by the way, just this is an aside. No one can argue that Ezekiel Elliott is as good as a pass catcher as Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson because, number one, he's not. Right now, he is not. Even though that people think that he can, he is not. And in high leverage situations throughout the season, specifically if you look back to that Giants game two weeks ago, at the end of the game, in, th- in, in hurry-up mode, who was on the field? 
It was Lance freaking Dunbar. Lance yeah. Dunbar is the superior pass catcher on his own team. Le'Veon Bell's lining up in the slot. He's lining up out wide. David yeah. Johnson made a made a catch that only like 13 wide receivers in the league can make this past week. Don't give me this garbage that Ezekiel Elliott's as good as a pass catcher as Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. Get out of here. There's no proof. There's no evidence of that. No, it, yeah. there's like negative evidence about it. I mean, there's there's just there's there's more proof of the opposite. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, next one at the FF Whisperer. I feel like people like need at least one one rant for me in this in the show about Zeke. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says I'm in a fifth place game with no prize, playing for pride. Is it wrong to pick up players and affect the championship game? No. no. Here's my stance on that. I don't know how you feel about this, JJ, but. If a commissioner and the league in general does not want teams, certain teams, to make waiver moves, then they then that ability must be taken away from them. Yeah. You 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 can't you can't just trust that someone will do quote the right thing or or that you can just tell them please don't pick up players and they won't. You you just can't. You have to make it so that it's not an option. I don't understand. Uh, people who get uh, so mad about it, but you know, w- but you had the ability to just do away with that right away. Right, right. I, I agree with you. Uh, the next one at Blake underscore Dyer underscore twenty four. Other than hot takes, do either of you cook? For some reason, see Denny as a wizard in the kitchen, despite his dead palate. Oh my god, Denny, are you a <laughs> wizard in insane. the kitchen? I you know, here's what I'm a wizard with eggs. I don't I, know if you knew I, that. I can do some some mean eggs too. Yeah, I uh, some mean eggs and ham. The uh, I I I make omelets uh, very often uh, for the for the the family. Um, but that's about it. That's about all I cook. Occasionally, I will make toast. Yeah, I'm not much of a cook either. I can make like like I I'll do like I'll I'll make like an Alfredo sauce sometimes too. I mean, you have to. I mean, th- this doesn't make sense though. I mean, the I I, I appreciate the question, but. I don't appreciate food, so right. why would I take time to cook something, you know, to to do all that stuff to, that require that's required to cook something when I, I don't even I don't get anything out of it. Like to me, food is food. If it fills your stomach, it's the same thing. I don't care. Right, it's like being a mechanic but not enjoying cars. It, it right right right. Uh, the next one is at. Western subs. Will there be a blue Christmas periscope for CD Carter 13 after the Sunday tilt? Other ones were classic. Are you going to surprise um, people may... on Sunday? Well, Sunday's Sunday's Christmas. So yeah, I'm not. I will not be periscoping. Yeah, that's, that's probably not a good idea. Probably not Christmas Eve either because that would be very strange. It it it, it could be any time though. When the mood strikes me, uh, I will um, you know eat peanuts while you guys watch me. Uh, this next one. There's two more at NW. Simple, that's wrong. But need two in standard: J. Stu, Rob Kelly, Ty Freak, Hill, and Alshon. So J. Stu gets Atlanta. I don't mind that. Rob Kelly gets Chicago. I don't mind that. Tyreek against the Broncos. I do mind that. Do not play him. I know that he did well against them last time, but don't play him. Alshon then against Washington. Uh, I'd probably geez. go. I'd go J. Stu and Alshon. I can't argue with that, yeah. Last one. At VikeFan1180. Why isn't David Johnson the clear MVP this year? Yes, that's... that's I mean, he's on a bad team. Right, that's, that's, that's the reason, is that people make the argument that you can't be valuable on a bad team. I mean, he's still a running back. I, I mean, 
like he's having the, a very very impressive season. Like he should win Offensive Player of the Year, right? Uh, I think the MVP right now is either Brady or Matt Ryan. Is who? Either Brady or Matt Ryan. That's where that's yeah. where I'm at with it. But so not Legarrette Blunt. Not Legarrette Blunt. Yes, not not Legarrette Blunt. I know that he scores a lot, and that's a big that's a big deal. But not Legarrette Blunt actually. It's crazy. I know. Right. Yeah. Also scores a lot of touchdowns. Hey. Yeah. All right, Denny. Uh, that does it for the show. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Uh, at CD Carter thirteen. 13. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. I know. Didn't I forget it last time? I was like, at CD Carter. I think you did one show, yeah. 13. That's because you were thinking uh, about all your other accounts that you manage. Yeah, the, right, right, right. All the, uh, yeah, my, my fugue state. So, yes, at CD Carter 13 uh, on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Late Round QB. As always, go to chocolatesbypaul.com and get some chocolate. You're, you're past the Christmas deadline, but get some for New Year's Eve so that you can get drunk. And, and Like, beer and chocolate are perfect together. Oh, hey, we're not going to be on until after Christmas, so I want to say Merry Christmas from someone who wages war on Christmas. So that's weird, but (laughs) but Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, We do have a tilt montage for you, though. Oh, yeah, that'll that'll get you through the holidays. It'll it'll get you in the holiday spirit, I believe. Yes, I agree. So listen to Tilt Montage. It'll come on after this. Otherwise, everyone, good luck in your championships. Week 16 is finally here. Week 17, we will be back next Tuesday, but it's going to be the DGAF episode, so we're not really going to give up, give, give fantasy advice because you shouldn't be playing in fantasy in week 17 anyway. And my dad may be here. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Good luck in your championships. Week. Championships. Championships. Good luck in your championships. Good luck. Good luck. We will see you in week 17. Goodbye. It's 2.11 Eastern Standard Time, the only legitimate time zone, and I uh, have returned from a child's birthday party, which um, is super tilting, let me tell you, fantasy uh, semifinal week. And you're uh, you're at a kid's, you're at Chuck E. Cheese, uh, trying to get your kid to eat something quickly so that we can get on the road and get home to see how you know horrendous my teams are doing. Um, so tilting over that, I get here. I learned that Zach Ertz has retired from the NFL. I learned that uh, Spencer Ware gets stuffed at the six-inch line. I learned that the Demarco Murray. Uh, gets vultured at the goal line. Uh, what else? Um, I am playing in my biggest league. I'm playing against a guy who has Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had a 70-yard touchdown run, apparently. Um, you know, so it's all it's all bad things. Uh, it's either bad or uh, terribly bad, uh, catastrophic. So far. Um, uh, I the, my pants are off. I am pantless. Uh, they are under the Christmas tree. Uh, I haven't screamed at them yet, but boy, let me tell you what—they're gonna get—they're gonna get a lecture. It's the only way that they'll ever learn. It's two nineteen Eastern time, and I do not know how the Bills' defense doesn't have fifteen fantasy points right now. 
How is that not happening? I just, I just don't. I mean, just when you think you understand the cruelty and the lack of humanity that the simulation has programmed into it, then you realize that the Bills' defense only has seven points. And you know that there is no limit to the simulation's cruelty. I have to tell you about an exchange I had with myself on Friday afternoon as I was, uh, you know, building lineups, as the, uh, as the pros say, building lineups. I was hunched over my computer, uh, picking my favorite fantasy football players for week 15, actually. And I had thought, uh, my God, you have way too much Ty Montgomery exposure in your lineups. Uh, you know, cash games, uh, tournaments, whatever. And so I stripped out a little bit of that <laughs> Ty Montgomery exposure. And uh, it turns out uh, that was the incorrect, probably hashtag incorrect decision to make. He has uh, 22 and a half, 22 and a half PPR points. At 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the only legitimate time zone. So I would like to go back uh, in time, and instead of have that exchange, I would like to uh, punch myself in the Adam's apple as hard as I could so that I would stop breathing and it would just be over, pretty much. And it's 3.04 p.m. Eastern Time, and I just wanted to... Wait, what? What, robot? Your ticker picks suck. God damn it. Red Zone guy just uh, said uh, that somebody, somebody out there, just uh, uh, started Chris Boswell as their kicker today, and that's not true. It's not true. And if they did... It was a, an objectively horrendous play by any measure. The Bengals are a bad matchup. The total, the point total was low. Boswell is like 24th in field goal attempts on the season. Everything said that Boswell has no place in a fantasy lineup this week. So if you indeed did play Chris Boswell, here's what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to... Take a screenshot of it uh, at me on Twitter, then delete your account and never play fantasy football again. Um, but also buy my book and read it before before you quit this, the the game. That that would be my suggestion. It's uh, five fifty eight p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm on feeding the baby before bedtime, while down by eight points in the. Fantasy football semifinals tilt. It's a special kind of tilt. Uh, I'm sweating profusely. Um, you know, I'm staving off a, a panic attack. It's brewing. And, uh, you know, this baby here is being selfish and just taking her time with this bottle. So, what can you do? What can you do? Please take your time, baby. Please. I have nowhere to be. Please. Thank you very much.
I'm dry heaving. I just realized that Jared Cook had Jared Cook had 18 fantasy points on my bench. Okay, I'm gonna take a, a quick break from tilting into the upside down to meet Barb. Uh, I'm gonna stop doing that for a minute and uh, talk quickly. It's 6:15 p.m. Eastern time, by the way. Talk real quick about the uh, different kinds of um, injury music that they have on the Red Zone channel. And I can't quite figure out uh, the formula for when, when they use which music. So uh, it seems to me they have two uh, on Red Zone. They have one where it's, uh, I would describe it as the, the urgent, the urgent uh, injury music. So there's some urgency to it. Um, it's a little bit fa- more fast-paced, but it's very serious. It has a very serious uh, tone to it, and you you, know, you understand that this is not just going to be a, reg- a regular old highlight. Something bad is about to happen. So, yeah, that one. But then you have the sad one, you know, that they have the sad red zone injury music where you're just not, you know something horrible is about to happen, whether it's like, you know, like a broken leg, like one of these horrific Joe Theismann-esque injuries, or if it's a like a really bad concussion where the guy actually just looks dead, you know, deceased in the middle of the field. Uh, so they definitely have two. And if, if, if anybody can help me uh, better understand when they use which music, uh, I'd be open to that. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, back to tilting. I'm going to vomit. Jared Cook, why? Denny has perished. Jared Cook has killed him. Please tune into Living the Stream for more fantasy analysis that probably won't end with your demise. Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.